This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. Lawmakers in Taiwan have approved a constitutional amendment that would lower the voting age from the current 20 years to 18. The proposal had across the aisle support. While it's expected to pass, this is just the first step of the amendment process. Eric Gao looks at what this change could mean for young voters. At a rally on Thursday in the capital, Taipei, youth activists called on the government to support their ability to have a political voice as lawmakers prepared to debate a constitutional amendment that would lower Taiwan's voting age from the current 20 years to 18. These activists say lowering the voting age is important as the country's birth rate drops and the number of seniors climbs. They say it's about making sure that young voices are heard. Even with lawmaker approval, the constitutional amendment still requires a public vote to be held in six months. At least half of all eligible voters in Taiwan must cast ballots in favor of the change before it can take effect. If that happens, young people will have a bigger say in the future of the country. Alex Chen and Eric Gao for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan's legislature on Thursday passed the first reading of amendments to laws governing cross-strait activities related to high-tech talent. The government is looking to clamp down on illegal Chinese investment and poaching of high-tech professionals, as well as theft of trade secrets. Three readings are needed for new laws to pass. The new regulations would raise the current maximum fine for people who help Chinese companies to offer illegal services in Taiwan by a hundredfold to 15 million Taiwan dollars or 500,000 US dollars. It comes as prosecutors in the northern county of Shinzu indicted three men accused of setting up a company and recruiting local talent to do chip-related R&D using money from a Chinese firm by bassing government oversight of their activities. Prosecutors say the results of this research were then sent back to China. Taiwan's top-ranked table tennis duo has claimed another gold medal. Lin Yunru and Zheng Yijing won the mixed doubles championship title at the World Table Tennis Contender Tournament in Doha on Thursday. It's the pair's first mixed doubles of the year and their sixth since they began playing together in 2019. At the same event, Taiwanese women's doubles team of Huang Yihua and Chen Yixi claimed silver. Marshall Islands President David Kabua wraps up a week-long visit to Taiwan on Friday. During his trip, he said his nation is strongly committed to strengthening its ties with Taiwan. Four of Taiwan's 14 remaining diplomatic allies are Pacific Island nations. Our reporter Louise Watt spoke to Fabrizio Bozzato, senior research fellow at the Ocean Policy Research Institute of the Sasakawa Peace Foundation in Tokyo. She asked, she started by asking him how important the Pacific region is to Taiwan and to China. The Pacific Islands region is one of the few areas in the world where Taiwan still retains diplomatic allies. The number of diplomatic allies of Taiwan in the South Pacific uh, has been decreasing over the last five years. Nonetheless, there are allies like the Marshall Islands and Nauru that 
uh, strongly signal that they are not going to switch allegiance to Beijing anytime soon. So for Taiwan, cultivating relations with its Pacific Island allies is very important for legitimizing its claim to statehood. Conversely, speculatively, for China, winning over the allegiance of the of Taiwan's diplomatic allies in the Pacific Islands region is a way to eradicate Taiwan's diplomatic and international presence in the Pacific and worldwide. Taiwan reported 136 new cases of COVID-19 on Friday. 14 were local transmissions and 122 cases were imported. 10 of the new domestic cases are workers at a factory in New Taipei Shulin district. Factory workers were given PCR tests after one of them, a Vietnamese national, developed a fever on Thursday and tested positive. A police officer in the northern city of Geelong also tested positive after taking a friend to a hospital. The friend later turned out to have COVID. Another member of the police force who came in contact with the infected officer has also tested positive. Taipei Fashion Week kicked off last night. It's an annual showcase of the latest trends from some of the top designers. As Fiu Wang reports, this year's show also carried an important message. The latest trends were on display at this year's Taipei Fashion Show, and while models started down the runway, there was more on display than just the clothes, a fashion statement about environmental sustainability. Seamlessly integrated into the outfits were fishing nets, fishing scales, oyster shells, and plastic, all recycled waste from the ocean. The fashion industry has been labeled as one of the biggest global polluters. In a single year, it releases the same amount of greenhouse gases France, Germany, and United Kingdom combined, according to a report by McKinsey and Company consulting firm. The bulk of it coming from upstream textile and fabric manufacturing. For Taipei Fashion Week, Taiwanese designers work with the textile industry to not only weave the latest fashion trends for this season, but also a greener future for the industry. Damon Lin and Phil Wayne for Taiwan Plus. U.S. President Joe Biden said NATO has never been more united during emergency meetings in Brussels with leaders of the military alliance. NATO leaders also said any Russian, Russian use of chemical weapons would result in, quote, severe consequences, but leaders did not give further details. It comes as NATO announced it would deploy four new battle groups, totaling 40,000 soldiers to Slovakia, Hungary, Bulgaria and Romania. During separate talks, with G7 and European Union leaders, Biden announced new humanitarian aid and, and sanctions on 400 individuals and entities. Those affected include members of Russia's parliament, Russian defense companies and oligarchs. Now to the latest in the war in Ukraine. The country's President Volodymyr Zelensky has told European leaders they were too late in taking action to stop Russia's invasion. The statement comes as Ukrainian soldiers begin to push Russian forces back from the capital, Kiev. Ukrainian officials also announced a Russian landing ship has been destroyed in the city of Berdyansk. 
the humanitarian situation in many parts of the country is rapidly deteriorating. On Thursday, long lines formed outside aid centers in the city of Mariupol, which has come under some of the heaviest Russian bombardment. In response, the UN General Assembly passed a resolution demanding civilian protection and humanitarian access. Japan has decided to freeze the assets of 25 more Russian citizens, bringing the total number sanctioned in response to the invasion of Ukraine to 101. Targets of the latest sanctions include Russia's former deputy prime minister and the chairman of a major state-owned bank, as well as five relatives of oligarch Sergei Chimizov. Exports to 81 Russian organizations with links to the Kremlin have also been banned. Japan's prime minister, Fumio Kishida, pledged to unveil more measures to support Ukraine at the G7 summit in Brussels this week, including the revocation of Russia's most favoured nation trade status. Tokyo has led Asia in taking a tough line against Moscow over the ongoing war, with only Taiwan, South Korea and Singapore announcing similar sanctions. North Korea says it successfully conducted its biggest ever launch of an intercontinental ballistic missile. The missile launched on Thursday is believed to be the most powerful North Korea has tested yet. Japan says the missile flew for over an hour before landing in its maritime exclusive economic zone. Japan, the United States and South Korea have all condemned the test. South Korea also responded with live fire drills using missiles of its own. This is North Korea's first ICBM launch since 2017. ICBMs are long-range missiles capable of reaching the U.S. North Korea is banned from testing them and has been heavily sanctioned for previous test launches. Thank you for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com. Thank you.